0: Ege bosokolo da barokotosekele de brozekele de bayana maha ege bosokolo da barokotosekele de bronegele de ma mengregedege bosokolo da broka daba yanaga ege bosokele de bregedege bosokolo da brina katale na manga ege bosokolo broka dagabe reketesekele de barakata na kalida barakata naga ege bosokolo de broza kala na barakata ege bosokolo da barokotosekele de breha aga bosokolo da broka praise you father in the name of jesus i like you to hold somebody we're going to pray for one another just pray for somebody don't pray for yourself pray for somebody that the zeal of God's house will consume your neighbor, that the zeal of God's house will consume your neighbor, that the passion for missions, the passion for souls, the passion for kingdom service will overshadow your neighbor. Let's pray together for one another. That the passion for souls, the passion for service in the kingdom will overshadow your neighbor. You're sincere and without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. I command that the passion, the desire, the the, the appetite, the Commitment, the dedication, the selfishness, the selflessness, the sacrifice to win souls, to advance the kingdom, to be committed to the Great Commission, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You are fruitful unto every good work. You are fruitful unto every good work. You are fruitful unto every good work. You are, 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 are steered up by the Holy Ghost. You are steered up by the Holy Ghost. You you're scared of with, about the Holy Ghost. You're sincere and without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. Lega Zobara Katuna Kalida Managa, Mengra Gadaba Zocola de Boro Kotoske Tele de Brinagaia, Rakato Sekele de Baya, Le Granagaba Katoleboro Kotoske, Lega Bajo Coloraboro Kotoske, Lega Barra Katanaga, Lida Barra Kotoske, Leba Katayana, Eh, Mambragado Bajo Kele de Barra, Rakoto Sekele de Baba, Lega Badoro. Enga boroko sekeli debe, boroko to sekeli amanaga, enga barakato le de barakatia, enga baju koloro boro, rakoto sekeli deba, boroko to sekeli ya, langranda galada barakata, enga baju koloro boroko seya, enga barakato le gele, langa baju boro, rakoto sekeli deba se, bolo bolobo se namaha. Praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we rejoice because we have the privilege of serving. The privilege of serving Christ by serving one another. The privilege of serving Christ by serving his body. The privilege of serving Christ by serving his purpose on the earth. The privilege of serving Christ by serving the least of the brethren. The privilege of serving Christ by being committed to the tax of evangelism and discipleship. We honor you and we thank you for that privilege. We are co-laborers with the Lord. We are your husbandry. We rejoice because your workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. We walk in them good works. We walk in them good works. We walk in them good works. We are sincere and without offense. We are sincere and without offense. We are sincere and without offense. Till the day of Jesus Christ. We give you praise that your word comes with clarity. Your people equipped, built up, Jesus glorified, the body of Christ edified. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that. Amen like thunder. Don't play with my audio. Whoever is on that sound. Very important. In Jesus' name. And every believer says that amen like you believe it. We well, want to welcome everybody connected to this service by we of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube. All our campuses around the world. We're glad to have everybody connected. You get ready. The word is going to build you up and you will never be the same again. Can I have a powerful amen? amen. Is there anybody in this building excited about the word of God? About serving Christ? Can we give the Lord a great shout and celebrate glory? amen you can be seated with your sweet smart self let's get in the world <clears throat> in the last one week we've been doing training evangelism and discipleship and it's been a wonderful time of growing a wonderful time of waking up to our responsibilities and a wonderful time of being committed to the to the to the tax of his royalty His royal majesty, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. All right, so we continue from there. In the first service, I did some work on it, and we're still in it. And like I've announced, on Wednesday, we're back to church. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're back in church. We have a break tomorrow and Tuesday, so you can take care of other responsibilities. Then Wednesday evening, we're back again. And all our campuses, everybody's committed to this Because we are following the plan of God for our lives. We are following the purpose of God for our lives. It's so important to realize that. You know, the Lord spoke to us that this year is a year of training, evangelism, and discipleship, strengthening the local church, which is God's system of operation on the earth. Strong local churches are God's greatest machinery. Strong local churches. They are God's greatest machinery on the earth. Brother Kenneth Hagin said the emphasis of the Holy Spirit in these last days is to build strong local churches with strong emphasis on the word. Strong local churches with strong emphasis on the word. Written and endeavouring to flow with and be led by the spirit. I believe those words strongly from Brother Hagin. Another great guy who lived, a great preacher by the name A.W. Tozer. A.W. Tozer said that the New Testament church is built after a pattern. The New Testament church is built after a pattern. Not the doctrine only, but the methods are divinely given. Not the doctrine only, but the methods are divinely given. And then he said, heresy of method may be as deadly as heresy of the message. Heresy of method may be as deadly as a heresy of the message. That is why it is critical that every pastor, every leader in this church, every worker must have attended all of these trainings and the ones who are doing next. Because if you have not attended the training you have disqualified yourself from serving in this house. It is better not to serve than to serve as a novice. It is better not to serve than to serve and become an offense. It's better not to serve. Because what has happened in this church is that a transition has happened in every ramification. Even in our working body, there is a transition. Nothing will be done as usual. So, if you do not follow the flow of teachings, you can't fit into what we're doing. Both the message and the pattern of running the church has to be New Testament. No sentiments. It has to be New Testament. Let me repeat again what A.W. Tozer said because I, I agree with him absolutely. He said, listen carefully, the New Testament church is built after a pattern. Not the doctrine only. But the methods are divinely given. Heresy of method may be as deadly as heresy of message. Heresy of method may be as deadly as heresy of the message. Many of us do not understand that when God speaks to you, you have to receive it by faith. God spoke to us. Training, evangelism, and discipleship. You receive those words by faith. And as you are receiving it, you gear up for work. You gear up for work. When you hear training from the Holy Ghost, you hear evangelism, you hear discipleship, what he is saying is run that you may obtain. Run that you may obtain. Run. Those are matching orders. Training, evangelism, discipleship. Those are matching orders. That is a royal call. It's a royal assignment. That is the father himself saying you are of age. Training get to the field and disciple people. That's a royal call. That's a royal declaration of intent. A royal declaration of assignment. A royal declaration of a plan. And a royal declaration of a purpose. And this collective purpose God has given us as a ministry. Every one of you have a plan of God for your life within this purpose. The plan of God for your life is not outside this purpose. It's within this purpose. As a part of this house. That God himself has set you in whether in the local house here, the online community, or our campuses around the world. Every one of you has been set by God to be in this house. Set by God to be in this house. The earlier you recognize and accept it and commit to it and receive this royal call, the better you begin to fulfill God's plan and derive fulfillment In fulfilling the plan of God. I told them in the first service. If all God wanted for you is to be born again. The day you got born again you should have died that day. The reason why after you are born again you are still alive. Is so that you can respond to the royal call. The royal call of evangelism. The royal call of discipleship. You are not saved to enjoy your life. You are saved for an assignment. You are saved to save others. You are saved to disciple others. The proof of spiritual growth is service. The moment you start growing in the things of the spirit, the natural thing that happens is you become restless. You want to be useful. You want to be used. You want to serve. When a believer begins to grow and he is not serving, That growth is questionable. It's either a pimple or a boil. It is not a proper growth or a cancer. Any growth that is useless in the body of Christ is a pimple or a boil or a cancer. Otherwise, genuine growth should translate into service. Genuine growth. Listen carefully. Because let me tell you the truth. After all this thing now, Once you stop breathing, you will face these realities. Once you stop breathing now, and one day you will stop breathing. You're not going to be here forever. Once you stop breathing, bam, you will face these realities. So there's no point to pretend. The earlier you face these facts, the better for you. Because if you run away from it, it is waiting for you. So the earlier you confront these realities, and rise up, to the call of his royal majesty, Jesus, the savior of your soul, the better for you. And I I have no worries. I have not shone. I have not shone to declare to you the whole counsel of God. As your pastor, I have not shone to declare to you the whole counsel of God. I have not allowed your face to intimidate me by any measure. I have told you boldly frankly sincerely and honestly doctrinally rebukingly correctingly by the word of god from the heart of a pastor what you ought to do for the kingdom the rest is left to you we can't force you we can only teach you and show you at the end of the day you have the responsibility to knowledge The response you give to knowledge is service. Knowledge that does not result in service will puff you. Knowledge that does not result in service will puff you. And when you are puffed by knowledge, it will destroy you. Knowledge ought to build, not to destroy. Knowledge builds only when it is used as charity. When your knowledge translates to love, Love of God by loving the brethren. Loving God by loving the brethren. Loving God by loving his church. Loving God by loving his people. In First Timothy one eighteen, put it up for me. First Timothy chapter one,
1: verse eighteen. Read for me. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee. That thou by them mightest war a
0: good warfare. There are prophecies that have gone before us. Training, evangelism, discipleship. He said by those prophecies, war a good warfare. What is warfare? It is called the fight of faith. If you have a word from God, you still have to walk by faith. When God gives you a word as a church, as a people, as an individual, after you have received that word, you still have to walk by faith. Brother Paul said, holding faith, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning the faith, have made shipwreck. There are shipwrecked believers. There are shipwrecked ministers. There are shipwrecked workers. How did they make shipwreck? They did not hold faith. They didn't hold faith. They didn't walk the walk. So because they didn't walk the walk, the word that God intended for them to receive and walk in his plan was wrecked. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning the faith, have made shipwreck. There are a lot of ministers that are shipwrecked. There are young ministers with the way they are behaving. I can tell you they will not last in the ministry. It's not a problem. I don't need to close my eyes to prophesy when it comes to ministry. There are some young ministers I have seen with the way they are behaving, they can't last in the ministry. Nobody lasts in the ministry anyhow. There is ministerial protocol, there is ministerial decorum, and there are ministerial manners. For anybody that will last in the ministry. I'm getting to 40 years in ministry. 40 years. Not born again. 40 years in ministry. I'm getting to 40 years. Four decades in ministry. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. I'm talking about preaching for 40 years. I'm almost there. So, when I tell you young ministers... I am of age to tell you who a young minister is. And I can tell you the way some of them are behaving. They cannot last. And some of them, if you look at them, they are not pastored by anybody. They are not pastored by anybody. They are just rascals on the loose. No accountability. They are not accountable. Nobody is responsible for their doctrinal position. They just wake up and concoct anything wrong with it. They can't last in ministry like that. Look at Jesus, 12 disciples. Two taught them, two taught them before they got in ministry. Look at Paul, Timothy, Paul, Titus, Paul, Silas. Ministry has protocol and ministry has decorum. That's why you are planted in a church so that I can have oversight over you as you grow and give you direction so you can fulfill the plan of God for your life. Are you hearing what I am saying? Please, this is very important. This is very, very important. We are on a threshold of something that will shake this world. We are on a threshold of the fulfillment of God's plan at a dimension like we've never seen before. Dear, for everybody, you must put yourself in a place where you can be productive and where you can serve the body of Christ. Prophecies don't happen because they are from the Spirit of God, they only happen because we believe. They don't happen because they are from the Spirit. They happen because we believe. Of course, there are prophecies that are unconditional. And of course, when it comes to living our lives, we have to believe and walk by faith. So in the call to ministry, you have to believe that God has called you and walk by faith in the call of God upon your life. You need to open your mouth regularly and confess, I am called of God. Can I hear everybody shout that? Say it confidently. Now say with me, I have the call of God on my life. Now say with me, I answer the call of God on my life to disciple believers, to serve the body of Christ. Say with me, I am God sufficient. Say it again, I am able I am an able minister of the New Testament. I'm a minister of the New Testament. I am God sufficient. I didn't hear powerful amen. Those are words you have to speak all the time. Those are words you have to speak all the time. Those are words you have to speak all the time. time. Say with me, my ministry is accepted of the saints. Say again, I have a door of utterance available to me. Now say it louder, I am a soul winner, I win souls. Now say it me very loud the zeal of God's house has consumed me. I am passionate about the things of God. I didn't hear a powerful amen. So we have been looking at why I must be committed to the local church, why I must be in a local church and be committed there, not just to be in a church, but be committed. Not to be a permanent visitor, but to be committed. And this includes our online people. There are some of you online, you are of age now to start a campus in your city. And there are some of you online, you sit in the comfort of your house, you follow the teachings, and you have had enough by now. You should identify with a campus or start one. You should. You should. It is unhealthy for a believer. To isolate himself in the name of growing spiritually, No genuine believer. No genuine believer will find delight in not loving the body of Christ. No genuine believer will find delight in not loving the body of Christ. In not identifying with the body of Christ. Of course, I'm aware there are some of you online that are new. You've not understood much. And there is no Jesus Church where you live you can take your time and grow but as you begin to grow, you yourself must start a lighthouse where other people around you can come and be fed and that is where our campuses come from and if, in case you're watching you've been following for a long time now and there's no Christ-centered church where you are you can start one today all you need to do is send me a mail tell me where you're watching from, tell me which city you are, we will walk with you Train you, equip you, and help you start a lighthouse, an extension of our church in your community, where other people can come and be fed. For example, today, our Surulere campus just started today in this service. Right now, they are just starting. You know, let's clap for them. They are just starting the Surulere campus. They just started their own today we have a number of campuses in lagos Surulere started today our port harcourt official campus will begin the last week of this month the last week of this month you know they've paid for a place for the next one year they have their radio broadcast already running from last week you know it's everything is coming together for them when a believer is of age if there is no light in your community bring the light there when you are of age if where you are living there's no light you yourself you become the lighthouse. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hid. And you become accountable because we we'll walk with you, we will help you and show you how to function within this collective vision and fulfill your own part in the vision of God. Can I hear a good amen? Matthew 16, 18. Matthew 16, 18. Put it up for me and read for me.
1: And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against
0: I it. I will build my church, the personal pronouns. I will build my church. The word church is from the Greek word ecclesia. The word church is from the Greek word ecclesia. It implies to call out to gather. To call out to gather. So Jesus is saying, I will build my gathering. Those whom I have called my called out ones. The church is the body of Jesus. That as we are now, we form the body of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 21, he calls the church his body. He calls the church his body. So the body of Christ is the church. Where Jesus is, his body is. Everybody wants his body to gather together. So that is why I said that the church means a gathering is required. The church means that a gathering or an assemblage is required. So identifying with the church is identifying with the gathering. Identifying with the church is identifying with the gathering. Ephesians 3:14 to 15, he calls the church the family of God, the family of God. Ephesians 2:18 to 22, he calls the church the household of faith, the household of God, the household of God, the body of Christ. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 10, he calls the church the household of faith. Do good unto all men, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So, the body of Christ requires a gathering together. You cannot say, I am in the body of Christ. And you are happy to stay by yourself. You cannot say, I don't love church. I love Jesus. You are out of order. You cannot say, I don't love church, but I love Jesus. You are out of order. To love Jesus is to love his church. You cannot say I don't like Doctor Daminas mouth, but I like his body. No, if you like anything about me at all, you will like all of me. You cannot say I love Jesus, but I don't like His church. Eh, eh. He said, but the church is imperfect. That is why you can be admitted there. The church is imperfect. That is why you can join because you yourself you are imperfect church is for imperfect people that god will perfect he gave them pastors prophets evangelists apostles for the perfecting so the church is for imperfect people that will be perfected by the teaching of the word of god teaching good yeah so the church is called the body of christ You need the local gathering where you attend. You need it. If there's no one where you are, you can start one in your house. You don't need a building to start a church. You just need a space where two or three are gathered. That's a church. I am there in their midst. I am there in their midst. So the gathering is required. The gathering is required. If you're a son of God, you must of necessity belong to the family of God or the brotherhood. If you belong to the brotherhood, the brotherhood requires a gathering. The brotherhood requires a gathering. I said it this morning that Paul had, brother Paul had four major areas that he measured in, in all of his epistles. Number one, soteriology, a study of salvation. Number two, eschatology, a study of the end times. Number three, we also have bibliology, a study of the books of the Bible. And then we have ecclesiology, a study of the church. Now listen carefully. A study of the church is a study of supernatural relationships. A study of the church is a study of supernatural relationships. The church is a place for supernatural relationships. The church is a place for supernatural relationships. In Colossians 3, Colossians 4, Colossians 6, Ephesians 4, Romans 12 reveals that our relationship in the church is supernatural. One body, one spirit, one faith. One father, one body, one spirit. So, the church is a reality of our redemption. The local church is a reality of our redemption. So, the body of Christ is a redemptive reality. The body of Christ is a redemptive reality. You are saved into the body. You are saved into the body. You are not saved into isolation. You are saved into the body. You've been baptized into the church by receiving Christ. When you receive Christ, you were baptized into the church, the church of Jesus. First Corinthians twelve, thirteen. First Corinthians twelve thirteen. Read it for me.
1: For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we be bond or free. And have been all made to drink into one spirit. We have
0: all been made to drink into one spirit. So we are one body. We are one body. Now, having laid that foundation, we are looking at Paul's revelation as a key revelation in the Bible. In fact, without Paul's revelation, we will never know anything. We will never know anything. And I'm telling you the truth. Paul's revelation opens our mind to the church. So whenever I see people say, I study the word of God so much and they don't belong to a local church. I know they are not studying anything. Because when you start studying the word of God very much, the next thing you start sensing is a need to belong to a local assembly and serve. To belong to a local assembly and serve. Because the revelation of Paul, which is important to understanding the Bible, opens our mind to see why and how we must function in the local church. Can I hear a powerful amen? The church is the place for supernatural relationships. I am your pastor. My relationship with all of you is supernatural. I'm not your pastor. Because you like me. I'm not your pastor. Because I came from your village. I'm not your pastor. Because me and you are from the same tribe. I'm not your pastor. Because we come from the same clan. Mm -mm. I am your pastor. Because we are born into Christ. And Christ gave me to you. As a privilege to serve you. Rejecting me is rejecting Christ. Yeah? Yeah? How you treat me is how you treat Christ. Yeah? That's truth. That's the truth. Supernatural. We refer to pastors as a father. And there are some people that are very allergic to that. I hope you know that. There are some people to call their pastor a father is like taking 10 pints of blood from their body. They can't stand calling a pastor father. Because they never had a good relationship with their natural fathers. Anybody that is allergic to calling a pastor, my spiritual father, has a problem with natural fatherhood. But spiritual fatherhood is different from natural fatherhood. A natural father is a natural relationship and can never help you fulfill the plan of God for your life. Never. A natural father can send you to school. A natural father can pay your school fees. A natural father can buy you a house. A natural father can give you a car. A natural father can give you money. All that has no eternal value. So it cannot help you fulfill the plan of God for your life. It is a spiritual father that will build doctrine into you and build ministry out of you. He will build doctrine into you and bring service out of you. And it is in that service that you fulfill the plan of God for your life. Am I communicating at all? Yeah. And people don't. Say, well, the Bible says, Call no man father upon the earth. The same Jesus who said, Call no man father upon the earth, call Joseph his father. The Bible says, call no man father upon the earth," And you do not read the pretext and posttext. He was talking about false prophets. I'm not a false prophet. He was referring to false prophets. Brother Paul could boldly say, Timothy, you are my son. I have begotten you by the gospel. The spiritual father, the word father means source. Source, patah. A spiritual father is your spiritual source. Where you're drinking doctrine from. Where you're learning Christ from. The person that is shaping your life. Am I communicating at all? That's a spiritual father. It is not a title. It's a responsibility. It's not a title. Spiritual father is not a title. It's a responsibility. There are some people they will call me anything but they won't call me father. Dr. Damina, Pastor Damina, man of God, they will never call me father. And I know that such people, I am not responsible for their spiritual development. Because if I'm not your father, I'm not responsible. It means there is a father somewhere for you. Brother Paul said, though you have 10,000 instructors, but you have not many fathers. So everybody must have a father somewhere. So, once you are not calling me your father, it means you have a father somewhere. Therefore, I absorb myself of being responsible for you. Are you all hearing me? Yes. And that doesn't mean you should start calling me father, 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 father. No, no. You don't even need to call me father. It's not in calling. It's in understanding. It's not in calling. I have no problem you calling me Abel. Not, is my name not Abel my name is Abel when I was in school they used to call me Abeletto my name is Abel no, but don't call me Abeletto I will lay 10 fingers on you my name is Abel so if you call me Abel I have no problem I will answer you but you will receive the reward of Abel names are important Jesus said he that receives a prophet in the name in the name, names are important. How you receive me is how I will bless you. How you, re- if you receive me as bro, you will get the blessing of bro. If you receive me as Ebeleto, you will get the blessing of Ebeleto. <laughs> if that, you know. And make sure you don't type it. You these online people. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you still in the building? So we refer to a pastor as father. Look at 2 Timothy 2:1. 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse
1: 1. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Who
0: calls somebody my son? Huh? When somebody says my son, what is he saying? I am exactly. This is in the epistles dear therefore, Timothy, my son, my son, be strong. He gave him a charge. Be strong. How did Timothy become Paul's son? I have begotten you through the gospel, by doctrine, by teaching, by training. The person that is responsible for your doctrinal persuasion is your father. Your father is the person responsible for your doctrinal persuasion. That relationship is supernatural. It's not like saying, okay, if you are my father, where is my mother? Uh -uh, It's not natural. It's a spiritual relationship. I have begotten you through the gospel. Through the gospel there means it is supernatural. I have begotten you through the gospel. Through the gospel means it is supernatural. If you call a brother in the church, bro, sister, it is supernatural. Because you people didn't come from the same family. But however, in Jesus, we have become brothers and sisters. So the church is a platform for relationships. The church is a platform for relationships that God put together. We are bound by faith. And we are bound by eternity. We are bound by faith. And we are bound by eternity. So the church is a place for supernatural relationships. A place for godly divine relationships. The church is a place for godly divine relationships. If you have more friendship outside the church, I can tell you, you are a backsliding Christian. If you have more relationships with people outside the church, I can tell you, you're a backsliding Christian. Because your greatest wealth of relationship should be among brethren of the household of faith. Your company should be believers. Your company should be believers. People that you and them have doctrinal persuasion. Are you still in the building here? Your inner caucus, your closest allies, should be people of God. People that have been brought to you by the relationship you have with Jesus Christ. The church, therefore, is a place of supernatural relationship. My relationship with all of you is supernatural. God put me here so that you can fulfill his plan for your life. God put me here so that you can fulfill the plan of God for your lives. Can I hear a powerful amen? So, Fulfilling God's plan for your life can only happen in the church. Fulfilling God's plan for your life can only happen in the church. Ephesians 4:11. Read for me Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11.
1: And he gave some apostles and some pro- and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. 12 For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Thirteen. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature stature of the fullness of Christ. Fourteen. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Fifteen. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Which is the head, even Christ. So what will make you
0: fulfill God's plan for your life is the church. That's what will make you fulfill that plan. The church is the place where relationships that are God-ordained are made available to believers. God-ordained relationships. Partnerships, brothers and sisters made available to you in Christ. Partnerships, brothers and sisters made available to you in Christ. That is why you cannot marry outside your doctrinal persuasion. You cannot marry outside your doctrinal persuasion. You can only marry within your doctrinal persuasion if you don't want to suffer extraordinary problems. If you don't want to give yourself earthly sorrows, you must marry within your doctrinal persuasion. It's important. It's important. It's important. It will make life easy. It will make serving God an adventure. It will make your commitment to God a delight. Very important. I'm not talking about wedding ceremony. I'm talking about someone who is a brother or sister in Christ. And who is being built up in the knowledge of Christ. You must find that person in the church. You find the person. So you and the person together are of the same doctrinal persuasion. So you can serve God with joy. You can serve God with joy. Two things the church does to you. Take note. Two things the church does to you. Number one. The church stops human selfishness. The church stops human selfishness. When you are committed to a church, you triumph over selfishness. The reason why some people are not committed to the church today is because they are selfish. Selfish people. They don't want anybody to use them or use their time or use their house. The church takes away selfishness from you. Totally. Some people say, but why must we come to church every day? Because we are Christians every day. Why must we come to church every day? Because we are Christians every day. So since we are Christians every day, we assemble together every day. People who talk like that are selfish. When you come to church to pray for others, you are breaking the yoke of selfishness in your life. When you come to pray for others, we are prayers every day in this church. You come to pray, you are breaking the yoke of selfishness. Nobody tells his boss at work, why must I come to work every day? Boss, why must I come to work every day? Why can't I come to work once a week? Hey boss, boss, But you can question church because salary is not paid. Salary is not paid. When we leave this world you will discover how useless salary was to you without using it to serve God. And it will be too late for you to reverse because it will have been over. When you leave this world you will discover there is no reward for you being an engineer in heaven when you leave this world you will discover there's no reward for you being a professor in heaven in fact in heaven heaven does not know you're a professor heaven doesn't know that you're a professor that you have five degrees heaven doesn't know that all that one is for you to function here and benefit here And when you leave, just like when you eat food, you go to the toilet and push it out. When you leave this world, you will push all that thing out as toilet. And find yourself before Jesus with the only thing you did in the body of Christ waiting for you. That should make you think. That should help your commitment. That should help your service. There's no reward for you being the president of a country. There's no reward for you being a governor of a state. There's not. It ends here. So that's why Jesus will say, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. You deliberately lay them there. You intentionally lay treasures in heaven. Am I communicating at all? Yes, you intentionally you lay those treasures. So supernatural relationships breaks the yoke of selfishness in our lives. It means we are going to serve others. Have you observed that those that criticize churches don't belong to anyone? Have you observed? People that criticize churches don't belong to anyone. Number two, people that criticize churches, even if they attend a church, they are not committed. You cannot criticize what you have committed yourself to and invested your money into. You cannot criticize it. You will defend it. When you are committed to a church and you have invested time and money into that church, you defend the church. That's why anybody that is not a giver in the church is a suspect. If you are not a giver, because the, 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 the proof of your commitment is Is in the direction of your resources. The proof of your commitment to a vision. The proof of your commitment to a house. The proof of your commitment to the church of Jesus. Will be in the location of your resources. Where your treasure is. There your heart is. You cannot say I'm committed. And your money is far from us. The only thing we have from you is your laughter. Laughter doesn't win souls. Laughter does not change the microphone of this battery. Laughter does not fuel the generator that gives us power here to worship. So you can't be laughing for us. Anybody can laugh, including Satan. Let me tell you something that Satan will never do. Satan will never ask you to give to the work of God. Satan will never ask you to give to the work of God. Never. Not in his wildest dream. So every time you are led to give to the work of God, it must be God working. Every time you are led to give to the work of God, every time you are led to bless a brother, every time you are led to bless a sister, it's God working. And every time you are feeling like holding back, Satan is knocking the door, and we are not ignorant of his devices. Am I teaching here? Am I teaching here? Say with me, I serve brethren. I serve the house of God. I serve the kingdom of God with my time, my resources, and my skills. I didn't hear a good amen. I'm teaching good this morning. Thank you, Lord. Supernatural relationships. So those who criticize the church are not committed in anyone. Ask somebody, why are you not committed in a church? I don't want anybody to manipulate me i don't want anybody to manipulate me that's why i'm not committed to that person is a bag of selfishness you're not committed not because you don't want to be manipulated you don't want to share what you have you don't want to be a blessing you don't want to serve people you hear people complain about tithe and offerings not because they are bothered about doctrine it favors their stinginess they complain about tithe and offerings. Not because they are bothered about putting things in perspective. Uh-uh. It's because it stimulates their stinginess. And it massages their stinginess. It's not because they care about giving to the work of God. Yeah, all this tithe, all this tithe, all this tithe. Tithe, tithe, tithe. All this tithe. They are just using it to do us like this. Okay, live tithe. How much have you given to the work of God? Okay, it's not tight now. Are you a giver? Are you a giver? There are even some people that ha- have doctrine against tight. But titers give better than them. They know sound doctrine. But titers that don't know sound doctrine, they are more givers to the work of God than the man who say, I know that titing is not New Testament, but they, have, they are not generous. It's not because they care about doctrine. It's just that it helps their stingy position. Am I teaching here? Yes. It helps their stinginess. It's not because they care about the things of God. Otherwise, they broke alabaster box. It's not your alabaster box. You didn't have anything in the alabaster box. Your money is not in the alabaster box. A woman broke her alabaster box and used it to wipe the feet of Jesus, and you're angry that they broke the alabaster box. And then you start shouting, "What a waste! What a waste!" There are poor people on Waniba Road. There are poor people at Sukara. There are poor people all over town. Why will they waste it for the man of God? Why? Jesus said, not because she cares for the poor, but because she is a, he is a thief. Because he is a thief. It's because he is a thief. They are happy with epignosis against tight because it covers up for their stinginess towards the work of God. Say, I hear, you. I hear you. It's not because they care about sound doctrine. If they care about sound doctrine, it's not tight, to start from. It will start from salvation. Those who care about the soundness of doctrine it's not tight on they will look for first. They will look for the fundamental which is salvation. But some of them nothing else they know in the Bible other than tight is not New Testament. Because it helps their stingy position. It makes their stinginess graduate to another level. Say with me I reject stinginess. Say it again. Do you know that stinginess stinks? It smells. Stinginess is an unclean spirit. Is a demon. God is a generous God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only. That's generosity. And the same way God gave, He has asked us to give sacrificially. Generously, liberally, he has asked us to give joyfully. If I'm teaching, say I hear you. Yeah, so the church stops human selfishness. If you're not happy in a department in this church, you are selfish. You are selfish, otherwise, you should be committed and sacrifice, spend and be spent. What did I say? Yes. Spend and be spent. Because you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain. Number two, the church stops our interdependence. I mean, it shows. It shows our interdependence. The church shows our interdependence. I need you, you need me. Yeah, I like you to elbow your neighbor gently. Don't be radical about it, because there are some people their bodies are very soft. It cannot take a hard one. Just gently, lovingly elbow your neighbor. Say I need you. Say I need you. Then elbow your neighbor. Say you need me. Oh, yes. I need you. You need me. You need me. Oh, is Nigerian English? You need me. Oh, I need you. You need me. I cannot be a pastor without all of you. It is you people that made me a pastor. It is me that made you church members. Am I communicating at all? I can't pastor myself. There must be people for me to pastor. So I need you. You need me. Me and you together, we fulfill the plan of God. Did you hear what I said? Me and you together, what do we do? We fulfill the plan of God. We make the purpose of God to find expression. Me and you, onliners, we fulfill the plan of God. Me and you, campuses, we are fulfilling the plan of God by flooding the blue marble planet with the message of christ reintroducing jesus to this generation equipping believers to know who they are in christ what they have in christ and what christ can do through us and through this church through our campuses through our online community we are advancing we are spreading we are increasing and the integrity of god's word is rising and rising and rising and rising and and hey get ready so mightily grew the word, and it will prevail in our generation it will prevail all over Africa. It will prevail all over America. It will prevail all over Canada. It will prevail all over Australia. It will prevail all over India. It will prevail all over the world. Shout glory! We are advancing the cause of God. We are advancing his kingdom. We are advancing his kingdom. The devil comes into opposition. We preach harder. The devil comes with persecution. We preach harder. We are attacked. We preach louder. We are resisted. We gather momentum. We preach louder. We are on a mission until the entire world is covered with the love of God. I need you You need me Together we form the body of Christ Many things The fingers cannot do without the heart Many things The heart cannot do without the legs Many things The head cannot do without the eyes we need one another. We need each other. We are independent on each other. And the word of God helps us to destroy our pride so we can receive from one another. Listen, look at me everybody. Giving destroys selfishness and greed. Receiving destroys pride. Giving destroys selfishness and greed. Receiving destroys pride. Because the moment you are in a position to receive from somebody, you've got to humble yourself to receive. So that's why giving and receiving is critical in the kingdom. That's why we need each other. I either give to you or I receive from you. And all of them are God's device for destroying carnality. Giving and receiving in the kingdom are God's device for destroying carnality. Giving and receiving in the kingdom are God's device for destroying carnality. I'm going to get there there within the week. It stops human selfishness. So the church destroys selfishness. You serve and you are served. You are blessed, you are a blessing. God said to Abraham, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. Say with me, I am blessed to be a blessing. Say it again, I am blessed to be a blessing. Say it one more time, I am blessed to be a blessing. So we must serve and be served. The church is a major concept in the book of Acts. Look at this. Take these statistics down. In the book of Acts, the word church is mentioned 22 times. The word church is mentioned 22 times. The word saints is mentioned 4 times. The word brethren is mentioned 24 times. The word disciples mentioned 29 times. All of them are showing the compound word of our relationship. They are all showing... The compound world of our relationship. Together we are called a church. Together we are called the saints. Together we are called disciples. Together we are called the brethren in the book of Acts. Showing you that God identifies with gatherings. And every time you see church, you see brethren, you see disciples. Is talking about the gathering of God's people. The church creates interdependence. We depend on each other. I need you. You definitely need me. Within the week, Pastor Thompson's wife put to bed. Okay. Within this week, how many days was it? Three days ago or something? Three days ago. All right. I didn't know that his wife was about to put to bed. Okay. So he got to the hospital and he called me on phone. He called me. Papa, my wife is in the hospital. Please pray for us. She's about to put to bed. I said, I'm praying. I'm praying. The moment I said I'm praying and I cut off the line, I went in tongues. There's no distance in the realm of the spirit. After a while, he called me. He said, Papa, the doctor said the baby is not coming out. They need to do CS so that the child and the mother's life can be saved. I say, sign quickly. Sign quickly. So he goes to sign. He signs and they are moving the wife to the theater. On the way she delivers the baby. Now, throughout the process he was in strength. Because he was drawing from my strength. We depend on each other. You are alone. Problem, come you alone, we carry, you break, you it after, so I, say, Father, I don't even know whether you're answering me or not. But anyway, anyway, you are alone. Woe to him that is alone. Woe to him that is alone. It is not good for a man to be alone. You need me, I need you. Withdraw from each other. You can't live a lonely life. God places the solitary in families. That's why we encourage everybody, join the local church and be committed. If he wasn't committed, you think he will have my phone number? You think he will call me and I'll just answer? Is it like that I answer calls? If I answer calls like that, won't MTN employ me in one of their call centers. MTN will employ me now. I can't answer calls like that. I have so many things to do. So when my phone is ringing and I look at it and I'm busy with something and I'm saying I I will call later or I'll check later. I'm busy with something. But there are names that will appear on my phone. I will interrupt what I am doing to answer the call. It's not everybody I will interrupt for. Some people will return your call. Not deliberate. I forget. And I have a habit. I don't check call logs. Once I miss your call, I have missed it and I will not check it because I don't want to feel bad for missing it. <laughs> I wipe it. Let's proceed with life. Papa, I called. Didn't you see? Oh, sorry, I didn't see it. But I call, oh, sorry, I have the habit of not checking call logs. And those who know me, if I miss your call, you leave a text. Because I will surely read my text, I will reply them, or I will call back. Call me and call me and call me and call me and be calling. If you have sense, you should stop. So you don't run down my battery. Because if you run down my battery, I will mark your number. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Tell your neighbor, I need you. You need me. We need one another. I'm teaching good this morning. Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant. The form of a servant. The local church helps you to see how selfish you are when you refuse to serve. Your knowledge is good, but it should be targeted to serve. The reason for knowledge is service. Look at First Corinthians 8:1. First 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Read for me.
1: Now, as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifies. Knowledge
0: that is not to serve will puff you up. Knowledge that serves is charity that edifies. Some people, you know, they dress anyhow in church because they don't serve anybody. So, they have no sense of responsibility. Dress anyhow. I'm the spiritual authority in this house. I am the last person in the line of authority. Everything ends up with what I say. Whether I am right or wrong. And I can be wrong. Everything ends up with what I say in this house, whether I am right or wrong, and I can be wrong because I am human, but the authority rests on me. That's why you pray for me all the time. So that when it comes to your own, I won't be wrong. You pray for me all the time. So that when it comes to your own, I won't be wrong. You pray for me all the time. So that the day you need me to pray for you, I won't be tired. You say, Papa pray. I thank oh, oh. You pray for me all the time. So that when it is time for me to reach out to you, I am charged. Hey, the you pray for me all the time but when you don't pray for me there's no supply so when it is time, no strength you didn't supply <laughs> me to I pray for you all the time so that you're committed to the work of God so that you are selfless in your service we pray for one another Am I com- am I communicating at all we pray for one another tell your neighbor I need you you need me we need one another In this work of God Can I hear a good amen I say can I hear a good amen? amen Remember in fulfilling God's plan For your life It involves other people Somebody got you born again Somebody got you filled with the Holy Spirit Somebody taught you God's word Somebody helped you to see things in God's word Somebody prayed for you So it makes you see That fulfilling God's plan For your life is not just you Other people are needed to help you fulfill the plan of God. Is it true? Somebody prayed for you. Somebody taught you. Somebody encouraged you. Somebody got you filled with the Holy Ghost. There were somebodies that brought you to where you are. So everybody needs somebody. So in fulfilling the plan of God for your life, people are required. They are called supernatural relationships. Everybody. All of us. It's a collective responsibility to advance the cause of Christ on the earth. No single individual can do it. So listen. If you treat these people wrongly, if you dishonor these people, you are simply dishonoring God's plan for your life. If you treat the relationships that God has brought your life supernaturally wrongly, you are simply treating the plan of God for your life dishonorably. To treat these relationships carelessly mean you yourself, you don't believe in the plan of God for your life. Can I have a good amen? I said, can I have a good amen? Let me, let me close with a principle today. Are you blessed? Let's look at a the principle. There was a guy called Barnabas and another guy was called Saul. Barnabas and Saul. I want to show you a principle before I pray for you. Barnabas and Saul Barnabas was a Christian before Paul Acts 4 36 look at Barnabas was already in the church Acts 4 36 Acts chapter 4 verse 36
1: and Joseph who by the apostles was named Barnabas Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation a Levite and of the country of Cyprus so
0: Barnabas was already in the church in Acts chapter 4 when Paul was still killing Christians I hope you know that Paul was killing Christians up to Acts chapter 7 and 8. He was still killing Christians. Even in chapter 9, it was on his way to kill Christians that he met with the Lord. Now, Barnabas was already born again before Acts chapter 4. He even sold his land and brought all the money to the church. So, Barnabas was a long-standing believer. I needed to get that background. Barnabas was a long-standing believer. He was already a Christian. Long time. Now, by Acts chapter 9, Paul is converted. By Acts chapter 10, we see Peter meeting Paul. By Acts chapter 11, we see Barnabas carried Paul and introduced Paul to the church so the church can receive Paul. Because nobody wanted to identify with Paul. He was a killer. So there has to be a notable character to make the church accept Paul. And Barnabas, being a long-standing believer with integrity, carried Saul and said, Church, truly, this man is born again. And the church accepted Paul based on Barnabas' recommendation. Listen carefully. The church accepted Paul Based on Barnabas' recommendation. Alright? Acts 13.1. Acts
1: 13.1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manan which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul.
0: And Saul. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Two.
1: As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work. Take
0: note. Separate me who? Why did they call Barnabas before Saul? Because he was senior to Saul. He has been in the kingdom before Saul. He's recognized by the church superior to Saul. This was a human analogy. So separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for
1: the work whereunto I have called. So them. now
0: there is a calling that will involve Barnabas and Saul. There is a call of God, there is an assignment of God that it will take Barnabas in collaboration with Saul to fulfill. Because God's plans are not fulfilled solo. God's plans are designed such that you can never fulfill God's plan alone. You need people to help you fulfill it am I teaching here? So, God didn't say separate Barnabas, even though he has been long standing. God didn't say separate Saul, because he's a new convert on fire. No. A combination of Barnabas and Saul will do the work. Please, listen carefully. A combination of Barnabas and Saul will do the work that I have called them. Next verse. Verse 3, verse 3. Acts 13, 3.
1: And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away.
0: All right, now, so the prophecy was Barnabas and Saul. Obviously, whoever gave that prophecy must have put Barnabas and Saul because he believes that Saul should be junior to Barnabas. Verse 7 of the same Acts chapter 13. Verse 7. Read verse 7.
1: Which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of he God. He called
0: for Barnabas and and Saul and desired to hear the word of God because if it is from human point of view it will be Barnabas and Saul look at verse 9 and 10 now verse 9 and 10 now
1: then Saul who also is called Paul filled with the holy ghost set his eyes on him and said oh full of oh full of all subtlety and all mischief thou child of the devil thou enemy of all righteousness Will thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord.
0: Who confronted that soothsayer? Was he Barnabas? So now, in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, the moment confrontation arose, the gift of God in Paul showed forth. So automatically, it was no more Barnabas and Paul, it was now Paul and Barnabas. Meaning, you are aging church does not define your responsibility. How long you have been in the church is not a reason for you to be a leader. You can be in the church 50 years and you are a baby. Somebody can be in church one year and is an elder. It's not in biological age. It's in spiritual depth and maturity. So now Paul is the one confronting this guy that came with money. Rebuke the guy, alright? Now, observe again, verse 13. Verse 13. Verse 13.
1: Now, when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. Who are the the members of the company? Eh? Paul and his company, who who are the
0: company? Barnabas, so now his name has disappeared. He is now the company. The main guy is Paul. Are we teaching here? That's how the spirit of God operates. Barnabas is no more a standing name. He is a company. He is a company. The main guy now is Paul. Please, this is instructive. The main guy is Paul. So things are getting clearer. Look at verse 16 now. Verse 16 of the same Acts chapter 13. 16.
1: Then Paul stood up and beckoning with his hand said, Men of Israel and ye that fear God, give audience. Who
0: said? Paul. Verse 43. Verse 43 of the same Acts 13. 43.
1: Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of they God. They followed who? Paul.
0: So, who is in charge now? Verse 46. Same chapter.
1: Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, "It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles." Who
0: spoke? Paul. All right. So Paul and Barnabas. Acts fourteen seven. Acts fourteen seven. Acts fourteen seven. Read for me.
1: And there they preached the gospel. It's eight. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his speech. Nine. The same heard Paul
0: speak. The same, who was speaking? Who was speaking? Who commanded the impotent man to walk? Was Barnabas there? Was Barnabas there? Who and who were separated? Barnabas and Paul. But who is speaking now? All right, Paul. So by implication, Barnabas will be there too, right? Okay, follow, follow, follow. Verse 19. Fourteen
1: nine nineteen. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead.
0: Who was stoned? Who was stoned? Was Barnabas stoned? Why was Barnabas not stoned? Because he was not the active person. So they stoned Paul, and Paul collapsed, and everybody concluded he has died. And they left him. Opposition. Attack for the ministry. They left him for dead. Are you still following? Now watch, 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 watch. watch. Verse 20. Read verse 20.
1: Howbeit as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby.
0: He departed with who? So Barnabas now has become P.A. He's carrying Barnabas around. He's the prominent gift. Barnabas is supporting. But even then, Paul can't do it without Barnabas. Are we in the building? Okay. So in Acts 15, something happened. God never puts two heads in something. A double head a double head creature is a monster. There are no two heads in a marriage. It's only one head. Don't let people tell you your husband is the head, you are the neck. There's nothing like that. Too. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit your husbands. Clear instructions. Barnabas was to submit into Paul's ministry. Barnabas was to submit to Paul. He was to be an associate minister with Paul. And it was obvious. Do you observe that when the church is persecuted. They don't talk about you. It is your pastor that is in the limelight. Did you observe that? When there is persecution on the church. Nobody mention members names. It is the pastor that is attacked. Because the pastor is the one in the limelight. That's why when they were to stone. They didn't stone others. They stone only Paul. That's why you strike the shepherd you scatter the sheep. So that's why the shepherd must be protected. How many of you observe that when David was leading armies to battle, he was leading armies to battle. He was leading armies to battle. They were defeating cities and winning war. One time David staggered and almost fell in the place of battle. David's soldiers said, God forbid. They took him and said, come home. Stay at home. We will fight We will fight for you. We will defeat cities. Then we will come and carry you. And you come and step in. We ride David's city and take you back. You sit at home. We will do the work. He said, because if you die, the light of Israel will go out. So we will defend you and fight for you. That's the way the church ought to be. The church ought to fight and defend their pastor. Protect their pastor because the pastor is the light of the house. An attack at the pastor is an attack at your eternity. Yes, sir. They said, David, don't fight with us again. Stay at home. You alive is better than we alive. Stay at home. You are the light of Israel. They will go and fight and conquer cities. Then they will come and carry David. Bring him there. And put his leg. Bam! They will ride David's city. They will carry David. And go and keep at home. With people protecting him, they go to another battle. That's how the, the house of God ought to strategize. The house of God ought to function strategically. Where you are your set man. That's what all through the epistles. Brethren, pray for us. Brethren, pray for us. That we be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. Praying for the pastor is intelligent praying. When you pray for me, you are praying for all of us. It's intelligent, pray. They defended David. Some church people are the ones that give out their pastor. They are the ones that give out. They sell out their pastor. They attack him first. And they bring outsiders to finish him. Some church members are the ones. That is why sons must rise from the church. What did I say? He, say, he, say, he says, the sons shall answer the enemy at the gate. Genuine children of this church will stand at the gate, waiting for the enemy to talk. They will take care of him and come and share testimony with pastor. They will not say, eh, he's inside. He's inside. In fact, even we are not happy with him. No, that's a Judas Iscariot. That's a sellout. The work of God moves when the set man is defended and trusted and believed in and has maximum cooperation of the members. Then together we can plunder a city. Together we can drive out the devil. Together we can depopulate hell and populate the kingdom. Say, I hear you. you. If you're hearing me, say, "I I hear you. That's the way it works. That's the way it works in the kingdom. That's the way it works in the kingdom. That's the way it works in the kingdom. So brother Paul was stoned and was left to die. Hmm. Look at that Acts 14 36. Something began to happen. Acts 14 36. Sorry 15. 1536.
1: And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Let's go and
0: establish the brethren. Let's go and strengthen the brethren. Next verse, 37, now observe.
1: And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark.
0: That word determined should be circled in your Bible. And Barnabas determined. That's the first time you will see that word. From where the journey started, everything was moving smoothly. Paul was leading the church. Paul was leading the brethren. After a while, maybe Barnabas' wife told Barnabas, uh-uh, you are on now, follow, follow. Your are own. Which, which Are you a Mumushos? Everything Paul said, you will do. Everything Paul said, you will do. I don't want a Mumushos husband. I don't want a mumusha's husband. Are you a mumu? You just follow, 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 follow. The other time they stone him, he's small, they will have stoned you. Follow, 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 follow. Women, don't take your husband out of the will of God because of ego. So now, they have planted a seed of rebellion inside Barnabas. And Barnabas determined that means Barnabas wanted to assert himself he too wanted to create a level of influence independent of Paul did you see that? that's where the problem is all all the time and Barnabas determined now observe something is about uh, God's purpose for somebody is about to die here and put it up. Barnabas determined to take with them. Now he's making decision for them. When they were stoning them, he didn't make decision. When they were under attack, he didn't make decision. When stones came, they didn't touch him. It's the leader he touched. And then now, he wants to decide for the leader. Is he only Paul that God talks to. Even we too, God talks to us. Are we not all brethren? We are all children of God, born of God. We have the life of God. Hey, hey. If you are thinking like that, you have not understood the gospel. So now, Barnabas is making a decision. The wife has fooled him. I can't marry And even if you don't act at that time, you will start thinking about it. Because they have put something. Anytime he says, Hey, let's go. I will not marry. I will not marry. It starts affecting your legs. Your legs that were light have become heavy. He says, Let's go fast. He is ah, Every time you're rushing us, he now wants to take decisions. Are you understanding it? Okay. Follow me. I'm almost done. Are you enjoying it? If you're enjoying it, shall glory. glory. Shall glory. glory. So it begins to affect him. He didn't have a problem when Elemas opposed them. He saw Paul rebuke Elemas. But now all of a sudden, he is determined something has gone wrong. Read verse 37 and 38 for us. 37 and 38.
1: And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. 38. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work.
0: Paul thought not good. Paul reasoned it. John Mark is unstable. John Mark is not committed. His commitment is questionable. Any leader who is not given in a church is not a genuine leader. Let me repeat. Any leader that is not giving to the vision is not genuine. His commitment is questionable. One of the reasons to remove a leader from leadership is when he is not giving. The moment a leader's giving drops, remove him. Just tell him, this department closed. Leader Join other departments. Bless you. Means he doesn't believe in the vision. You are hearing me here. Our campuses, you are all hearing me. Once the giving of a leader drops, something has gone wrong. Some say, but supposing his business is not doing well. If his business was not doing well, he will tell his pastor and tell his pastor, pray with me. My business is going through something. So the pastor will be in the picture. It's called accountability. Pastor will pray with him. And pray with him until things get right. And when things get right, it will change again. But just like that, his giving dropped. And then you can see him giving to other things. Coca-Cola exhibition. He donated one million. But in church, his offering is fifteen naira, fifty-five kobo. He's a suspect. You are not hearing me. He's a suspect. All of you are all of you are workers in this church. Every one of you, whether you come to working class or not, you are a worker, and you will account to Jesus for being a worker without commitment. Because once I teach you the word of God and you start growing, you are a worker. Say, but I didn't sign. It's not a signing. (laughs) It's not a signing. It's a spiritual state. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, I'm enjoying this day. I don't want to close. (laughs) Barnabas said to Paul, I am sorry, brother Paul. But I know when you got born again. Are you not a murderer? Was I not the one that introduced you to the church? Is it because we're all following you and looking like one mumu? Don't you know that you met some of us in the faith? Corrello. Bible says out of that thing there was a sharp contention. They fought, they quarrelled, there was commotion. Barnabas no gree. So Paul said, okay, Barnabas, since you want John Mark, you and Mark go. Silas, come let's go. There was a split. Paul went with Silas. Barnabas went with John Mark. If you follow carefully, you will not hear of Barnabas again. Never! Barnabas destroyed a supernatural relationship and failed in fulfilling God's plan. But look at John Mark. After John Mark discovered that Barnabas is not going anywhere, he left Barnabas and went and submitted to Peter. Then Peter became his spiritual father for some time. Then after some time, he wrote to brother Paul. He said, brother Paul, I am still available. You can use me. I have matured now. I know better before I didn't know so you can use me and Paul said go and bring John Mark to me for he is now useful to the ministry so John Mark came back to Paul and fulfilled God's plan for his life which means that Paul was the spiritual platform for Barnabas to fulfill his ministry don't play with supernatural relationships you are in this church as a platform For you to fulfill the plan of God. Don't play with supernatural connections or relationships. You are in this church as part of God's plan to fulfill the plan of God for your life. Pastor praise you know, I have looked around. There are people that have just walked out of God's plan for their life. You even see them, they are pathetic. I'm being honest with you. There are some two guys that were part of this ministry. Two guys, they were part of this ministry. Suddenly, they came to me and said, Why are you the one always preaching? Why can't we preach? Why can't we make a roster? I preach this Sunday, you preach next Sunday, he preaches next Sunday. Highest, you can preach twice, we preach one-one. Why is it only you preaching? They, not that they said it behind me, they told me to my face. I said to them, That pulpit is my personal property. You see this microphone? You see this pulpit? Me and this pulpit, this is where we live. If you want your own, go and look for it somewhere. Not here. So they got angry and left. I don't want to call their names. Two of them left. Till today, they are still looking for themselves. You didn't hear me they are still looking for themselves. You didn't hear me. Till now, they are still looking for themselves. One of them, after looking for himself and he didn't find himself, he found a wife. He could not pay her dowry. He couldn't do anything. He came back to me. I paid the dowry. I paid for the wedding. I sponsored everything because he's my boy. On the wedding day, he didn't think I would come. I came. He didn't even recognize me. People that came for the wedding were shaking me and feeling privileged that they held my hand. Except he himself, the host. Not even an introduction. But I paid for the wedding. I sponsored everything. How much more can you dishonor a man? After a while, unfortunately, the wife died of cancer. Then he came back again that he wants to marry. So I asked him, have you seen he gave to some marriage sponsorship? (laughs) Have you seen that in the Bible, he gave to some marriage sponsorship? Is it in your Bible? It's not a ministry sponsoring marriage is not a ministry (laughs) glory to God those two young men are still looking for themselves till today this is about 20 something years ago 20 something years ago they are still looking for themselves every time I see them they are still moving there's one of them another one who was supposed to be part of this ministry grew up in this house and left Started church in Uyo, it closed. Went to Lagos. Started another one, it closed. Went to Portacot, Started another one, it closed. Went to Abuja. Started another one, it closed. Came back to Portacot, Started another one, it closed. Came back to Uyo. He's been moving from city to city. Till today they are closing and starting. Barnabas. Barnabas. And Barnabas didn't die it's possible he was busy trying to do ministry but the holy ghost never recognized it when you leave the plan of god when you leave the purpose of god you become like a rolling star you know rolling stars they are stars in the orbit but they are not serving a purpose there's a reason why God put you in this church. There's a reason why you are in this house. There's a reason why you are a part of this vision. It's so that you can be a part of something big. And in this big thing, you can humble yourself and fulfill the plan of God. Look at the difference in verse 40. 39 and 40. 39 and 40 of that same Acts. Yeah.
1: And Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren unto the God. Silas was
0: being recommended. Look at verse 40 now.
1: And the contention was...
0: 40, 40.
1: And Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren. He
0: chose Silas after Barnabas left. He chose Silas and both of them departed being recommended to the grace of God. Barnabas unceremonially, ended the plan of God for his life. Men in rebellion are not reckoned with. They are not reckoned with by God again. Men in rebellion are not reckoned with by God again. Men in rebellion are not reckoned with by God again. You can't have two coordinators in a fellowship. You can't have two pastors in a church. So you can't have two campus coordinators. In every campus, there is one coordinator. In every church, there is one pastor. There is one pastor. Already in some of our campuses, our coordinators are already operating as pastors. Some are still growing. But no matter how little a campus coordinator is, he is the coordinator. So everybody that believes is a part of this big plan will have to humble himself and work with that coordinator so that together we can fulfill the plan of God. It's not about who is coordinator. It's about the work. Yes, sir. Did you hear what I said? It's not about who is coordinator. It's about what? The work. He that desires the office of a pastor, bishop desires a good work. Pastor is work. It's not title pastor is work and I have decided if you're a pastor in this church and you're not working I will derobe you next Sunday I will remove it from you nobody calls you pastor under my, under my watch you are back to a brother what are you pastoring pastor is work pastor is not a, what do they call that thing horonary there is no honorary pastor pastor is work it's not a title of achievement pastor is an office of work so when we call you a pastor in this church we have a definition of what you are pastoring can I hear a good amen yes. yes so all this pastor 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 no work commitment no commitment you don't come to Bible study and you are what that day is gone That day is gone. This is a new day. I'm telling you, not behind. So that anybody I remove and he comes to complain to you, you will ask him, didn't you hear when Papa said it? Let's be honest. Which work were you doing? Pastor is work. Pastor is work. It's an honor for us to recognize you and give you an office to function it is dishonor for you to collect the office and not function the functioning so when you respond to our honor with dishonor we take our honor back we take jesus said if you go to a house and the house does not receive you what do you do let your blessing go with you we give you honor you refuse to honor the honor we collect our honor back And leave you where you were. Leave that in. It's not a permanent appointment. Mm -mm. It's work. It's work. It's not a title. It's an office. And the office has a definition. The office has job description. So, anyone that is a pastor in this house, begin to ask yourself what work am I working? am I really working? because honestly nothing personal. I'm not angry with anybody but the master's work must be done and it will be done well because I will give account for the work they say we are not ready to have any leader that is just a figurehead never we are of age I have taught you enough. Even churches, they do the teach teacher for what I'm teaching. When people are given a position, they serve well. I leave that in. Leave that in. Leave that in. Online is not you, don't worry. <laughs> Campuses, well done, it's not you. Block your ears to this one. I'm dealing with house, in-house matters. Head of department, sitting under the gallery always. What an insult. People that are under your department are in front because you are coming late all the time. What kind of head? Is head in front or behind? Is bum bum that is behind? Head is in front. So anytime you see a head take the position of a bum bum, something is fundamentally wrong. Head is in front. Head jesus is the head of the body that means the head will move the body will follow am i teaching please this is very important there's time for everything there's time for everything they say time to play and they say time to walk time to walk has arrived touch your neighbor say it's time to walk tell your neighbor it's time to walk let me close with this story on that this same thing I'm dealing with. There's a guy called Korah, Dotam, and Adiram. Number 16, 3. Read for me quickly. Numbers, numbers, number 16, verse 3.
1: And they gathered themselves together against Moses. And against,
0: against, against, against. They gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And said unto them, read on
1: ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Why
0: are you feeling too much? All of us are born again. We are all children of God. We have epignosis. All of us can do exegesis. we know not Greek and Hebrew. Why are you taking too much on yourself? Why are you feeling like you're an authority? All of us are holy. All of us are brethren. Ah! When you start thinking like that, Satan has paid rent in your house. That's what they were saying to Moses. Why are you taking too much on yourself? You forget that the Bible says, Obey them that have the rule over you. In Hebrews 13. Obey them that have the rule over you. So there are people, even though all of us are born again, there are people giving the responsibility to have the rule over us. Say, I hear you. It is called spiritual authority. What is it called? It's called spiritual authority. You say, Moses and Aaron, you people are taking too much on yourself. Hmm. Korah, Dotham, and Abiram. Hi. They say, What's the big deal about you, Moses? They say that to Moses. Moses said, Go and call them. They say we will not come. You know, I've sent for some people in this church. You know, I have sent for people in this church who behave very funny. And they say they should come and tell me they are not coming. All of us have grace. I'm not joking. Not 10 years ago, few months ago. Say we are not coming. We have grace. A man that him and Satan have agreed to perish. It's obvious in the way he talks. They say dog that wants destruction does not hear the voice of his owner. It's an African proverb. It's not for you people, it's for us. Go and call him. Tell papa, I'm not coming. After all, we all have grace. These are people I have pastored, labored over, prayed over, taught the word of God. Bless them. There's nothing else I have been to them other than blessing. I've never asked a dime from them. I have only blessed them. In all areas of blessing. Tell him where I'm not coming. If I one of them, I had one of them say they should tell me that he even knows more than me. I'm not joking. There is that What is Papa teaching that I don't know? I even know more than Papa self. Oh, yes. You're surprised? When people refuse to submit to the word of God in sincerity, they can behave like Satan. Yes? They can behave like Satan. Korah, Dotam, and Abiram. Let me repeat a statement I want you to write down in your notes. Men in rebellion are not reckoned with by God again. Men in rebellion. Bible says the rebellious shall dwell in dry ground. The rebellious shall dwell in dry ground. A rebel has decided to sit down in the mire of dishonor. Rebellion is dishonor. A rebel is one that is in dishonor. They say, who is he? After all, we are all children of Israel. We are children of Abraham. One day, the ground just opened and swallowed all of them. That may not happen today. Because we are under grace. We are in the New Testament. Ground doesn't open to swallow people. But don't be stupid to follow people that are stupid. Don't allow people to talk you out of church. Then when you go, they remain. You know, there are people like that. They will talk and push you away. Then you you will now do useless and go. Then they themselves will still be inside this church. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. There are people like that. Don't allow people to take you out of church. Don't join and be like John Mark or Barnabas. Because the church is a supernatural relation. Our relationship is eternal, it's not temporal. We are bound to one another by Jesus forever. You must honor God by honoring His church. You must honor God by honoring His church. When you treat the church anyhow, you are treating your destiny anyhow. When you treat the church anyhow, you are treating Jesus anyhow. God never gave Barnabas the revelation. The revelation was given to Paul. And that's why we never heard of Barnabas again. Don't try to assert yourself. Don't try to assert. Anybody trying to assert yourself is a proof of what you are not. Treat supernatural relationships seriously. Nurture them. Respect them. Say with me very loud, I need the church. To fulfill God's plan for my life, say it again. I need the church to fulfill God's plan for my life. Say it with me to function well in my society. I need the church. Say it again to preach the gospel and do the work of ministry. I need the church to fulfill the plan of God for my life. I need the church. The church is a platform for you. Don't abuse it. The church is a platform for you. Don't abuse it. The church is God's device for you to fulfill his plan. Don't abuse it. The church is God's device for you to fulfill his purpose in eternity. Don't abuse it. Anybody blessed? Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Say to your neighbor, I reject the way of Barnabas. Say it very loud. Tell your neighbor very loud. Say, I refuse to be as stupid as John Mark. I refuse to submit to rebellion and his suggestions. I refuse to walk in the way of dishonor. I refuse to walk in the path of dishonor. I honor the gift of God. I honor the brotherhood. I honor our gathering together. I am committed to the plan of God for my life. This church is God's platform for me to fulfill the plan of God. I will not be rebellious. I am not stingy. I am not stingy. I am generous. I will sacrifice for the work of God. Sacrifice is my decision. This year, I will sacrifice for the work of God. Sacrifice is the opposite of selfishness. I'm not selfish. I will be sacrificial for the work of God. There is nothing I give to the work of God that will ever be too much. What Jesus did for me, I can never pay. I didn't hear a good amen. Are you blessed this morning? Lift your right hands to heaven and I want to hear your amens like thunder as I pray for you. I declare that you abound in grace. You abound in knowledge. You are sufficient by Jesus. I decree that you will fulfill the plan of God. In this house you will fulfill the plan of God. You will walk with other brethren and together we will fulfill the plan of God. We will fulfill the purpose of God. We will fulfill our collective assignment. And you will fulfill your personal assignment. In the name of Jesus. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, I command grace to abound towards you. You have sufficiency in all things. I declare you are not selfish. I declare you are not selfish. You serve the house. You serve the brethren. You serve the body. You serve the body with your time, with your skill, with your resources. In the name of Jesus. And I decree because you love Jesus, you love the brethren. I declare that everyone here, our hearts together as a body are committed to the work of God. This year you are dedicated to service. This year you are dedicated to service. The grace to serve is upon you. The grace to serve is upon you. And the grace to serve well is upon you. In the name of Jesus, you will not live in isolation. You will not live in isolation. In the name of Jesus. I declare that together, we will carry out the purpose of God in our time. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. I bless you wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice. I decree that you abound in grace and you abound in the work of the Lord. You're you're unmovable. You're unmovable. You're unmovable. You're always abounding. You are steadfast. You are steadfast. You are consistent. You are dedicated. In and out of season, you are found on duty. I decree that you're constant on duty. I decree that you're a person of eternal value. I decree that your service will never be in vain. I decree that you will serve God in the things that matter. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Can I hear a powerful amen? Are you blessing the service? Listen carefully. Get a good offering, everybody, online in our campuses. Get a good offering. We want to give and rejoice. We give in honor of our assignment. Listen carefully. Scripture says cry yet saying my cities through prosperity shall yet spread abroad. If we're going to spread God's word, it will take prosperity. Our giving is to spread the word of God around the world. Every time you are giving, I want you to see your money coming as a tool. And make sure you give what looks like a tool for the fulfilling of the assignment. Don't give casually. Brother Paul says the church in Macedonia they gave themselves, so there was nothing too much for them to give. We must be people that are generous to the work of God. Listen carefully. When you give like you're about to give now to this work, you are laying for yourself treasures in heaven. Your givings, you will find it someday. There's nothing you give for the work of God that has gone. It is waiting for you. So let's give joyfully and let's give intentionally. Can I hear a good amen? Amen. Lift it up, Father. We give in faith, we give with joy, and we thank you for the privilege of giving. And I decree and declare right now in this building that everybody giving today, grace abounds towards them in Jesus' precious name. I didn't hear a powerful amen. amen. Listen to me, everybody around the world. We love you guys. We're signing you up, but listen carefully. Wednesday, Thursday, friday saturday sunday we are back in the house every day the training continues i'm giving you monday and tuesday to reorganize yourself then we're back here on wednesday online get ready campuses get ready everybody is training time It's equipping time because the work is plenty ahead of us so therefore we need all the resources and tools to fit into this assignment Our campuses, will live in the able hands of our coordinators. Everybody online, we love you guys. Looking forward to connect with you again shortly online. And until then, enjoy the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and be blessed. Let's celebrate viewers around the world, everybody. Let's celebrate viewers. Let's celebrate viewers. Let's celebrate